1: Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We are the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. And we are live, live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell, and we're inviting you to call in with your questions, your comments, and your concerns. Our toll-free number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 1-888- 3675329 don't be shy pick up that phone and let us know what's on your mind again that number is 1888 f o r k f a x well once again has life your life turned into a war zone are bombs exploding here and there is your life no longer a tranquil oasis Well, if that's you, fear not, for there is hope on the horizon, because tonight we're bringing you part 17, that's right, 17, wow, in our series entitled Peace in the Battle. Oftentimes when we hear the word battlefield, we envision a literal battlefield with a Bombs going off, machine gun fire all around, hand grenades exploding, soldiers running, people screaming, chaos abounding. But have you ever considered that there is an intense battle raging in our thoughts on a daily basis? A battlefield of the mind. But once again, don't despair. We got some good news in the midst of this battlefield. But you say, Brother Gary, what is that good news? I'm so glad you asked. You're going to have to stay tuned to find out, because we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight?
2: Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that introduction, and thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know that you're going to be blessed by our program tonight. And Brother Gary has talked about our lives uh, sometimes can be like a bomb, ready to explode in many different ways. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that uh, we haven't experienced the peace of God, the peace that passes all understanding. Because as the Apostle Paul says in Philippians chapter 4, this peace guards your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Our hearts and minds are out of control. And uh we are not only experiencing the first sea out of control, but the another sea chaos and uh another sea confusion and God is not the author of confusion, and when you experience the peace of God, he brings fusion out of confusion. That's the good thing to know about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our lives are ex- exploding every day in one way or another with certain things that we are experiencing internally and externally. And that's why we've been doing this series, to help you out to experience the peace of God. Oh, how we need the peace of God in our lives daily. And we need to preach on this more, teach on it more. And Jesus preached about peace that I leave with you, not as the world giveth. See, the world talks about a different type of peace. Only Jesus can bring the peace that will settle the heart and mind and bring peace within your soul. And by way of the body of this message, there are five ways you can be afflicted or affected when you lack the peace of God. Let me review these again quickly and get into my main point for tonight. Um, Number one, when we are not... uh, Based in the spiritual realm of God. Uh, spiritual affliction comes upon us in many different ways because, you know, God wants to give you a solution to your spiritual issues of your life. And your soul is connected with God and your heart and your body if you really experience the peace of God. And then your spiritual life is uh, in control where you're not afflicted by all of these other things that come behind the spiritual affliction that's out of control. And when the spiritual affliction is out of control and you're afflicted rather than blessed spiritually, the next thing that follows is emotional affliction. You know, our uh, minds, in terms of our emotions, start to just go haywire. And that's why so many people are controlled by their feelings over faith, you know, the two wars of the two F's, you know, you gotta let faith govern your feelings. A lot of people let their feelings govern their faith. And that's why they have so many problems today. Just get emotionally out of control so quick because their spiritual life is not right. When you're rooted in the Word of God daily, you're rooted in prayer, rooted in the armor, rooted in accountability rooted in the Word, where you can quote the Word of God against the enemy, then, you know, he keeps your emotions in in check. He keeps, thirdly, your mental abilities under control. And our mental Uh, abilities are being afflicted by the enemy. And that's one of the reasons why the big thing in the news today is mental illness. People are losing their minds. And the Bible is clear on this from the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah 26 and 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Oh, your mind got to be stayed on the Lord and in the word. And if it's not, You just open up yourself to the devil to reap havoc in your mind and in your heart and in your spirit. And then uh, number four, what happens, and all these things follow behind each other like a hand in a glove. Physical affliction is out of control. So all these things are out of control. You know, the spiritual affliction, because we're not in the Word. Then what follows, number two, emotional affliction. Number three, mental affliction. Number four, physical affliction. And under the fourth one, the fourth point, physical affliction, there are seven ways we can be afflicted. Now, we've uh, talked about some of these seven ways, and what are these seven afflictions? Number one, sleepless uh, nights, sleepless days, sleepless experiences, and restless days, restless nights. And so many people are like that today. They're just medicating themselves out because they don't have the peace of God. And then, number two, under this physical affliction is irritation. They get upset quickly and they get angry quickly and they just uh, easily get upset. And then, number three, eating disorders. You know, they uh, have eating disorders tendencies because that gets out of control. Your eating patterns because you're trying to. Uh, fix your problems by eating, and that's just making things worse. And then, number four, suicidal tendencies. And so many people today are committing suicide, especially amongst young people today, at all ages. And then, number five, a lifestyle of immorality. And this has to do with the sexual world by which we live today. Fornication is everywhere, adultery transgender issues, pornography, lesbianism, all of this stuff today is a result of people not having the peace of God. See, the peace of God will settle you. And then number six, this is what I'm going to speak on tonight, under this physical affliction thing is uh, drunkenness. See, drunkenness. Now, there are some people in our church and outside our church who try to drown their children. trouble minds with alcohol. (laughs) They try to intoxicate their trouble minds with alcohol, and they think and believe if they drown their trouble minds and trouble hearts, this will give them peace. But what it does is it's a counterfeit peace. It's a peace that the enemy has set up to make you think that you have peace. In reality, you don't. Drowning your troubled mind in alcohol, and uh, and uh, it's only a temporary remedy, uh, but the real answer is in Jesus. And then when you drown yourself in alcohol and uh, intoxicate your mind and hearts into that stuff and body, it en- enslaves you. It doesn't give you peace. It doesn't help you. It enslaves you, and it traps you, and it destroys you. And your trouble can end up leading to death according to the bible a drunkard uh, cannot inherit the kingdom of god you need to remember that it talks about that in first corinthians chapter six you need to write that down verses nine through drunkards will not inherit the kingdom of god now i didn't say that this is not buckner this is bible drunkards shall not inherit the kingdom of god and according to the bible Drunkards is void and empty of any wisdom and knowledge and any ability to take reasonable, sensitive steps towards help, healing, and hope. Now, the Bible, I I, I think that this is quite interesting, the Bible talks about 30 warnings in the Bible about don't drink. It's 30 different warnings. Make a note of that. 30 different warnings in the Bible about don't get drunk. And uh, we need to just deal with some of these. Let me kind of deal with these 30, and I'm going to deal with all 30, but I'm going to deal with some of them out of these 30s. Number one, in Ephesians 5 and 18, the Apostle Paul says, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. See? See? We need to be filled with the Spirit, not filled with alcohol to the point of being drunk. Here is a direct command from God through the Apostle Paul and demanding obedience against being an alcoholic and a drunkard. Number two, drinking too much alcohol can lead to disgrace and can bring an embarrassment to you and your entire family. We find this in Genesis chapter 9. After the flood, when the waters dried up, Noah planted a vineyard. (laughs) And he got so drunk, got drunk as a skunk, and he passed out naked in his tent. You see, too much alcohol and wine will make you do some crazy things. And as a result of his drunkenness... It affected and embarrassed his entire family, especially his own sons. So Noah's drunkenness brought disgrace to himself and his entire family. And this happens all the time when people end up uh, getting a DUI. And uh, some guy the other day uh, ran into a little girl about three or four years of age. Thank God she lived through it, but she's in fighting for her life because he was on alcohol. And, uh, and a lot of people end up going to jail, end up killing other people and killing themselves, being drunkards. Number three, an overindulgence in wine can lead to incest. Uh, after God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot hid out in the mountains. His daughters assumed that he was the last man alive on the earth and conspired to get Lot drunk so he could they could have sex with him and bring children into the world. And their evil plot was successful. Listen, had Lot been sober, had he had not got drunk, he would have had his right faculties. We learn about this story in Genesis 19. When you get drunk, you are not under the control of the Spirit of God. That's why it says be filled with the Spirit and not drunkenness. Your mind can go places that you wish you never have gone because the enemy has access into you. And here is another story in the Bible. I'm going to close on this. Here is another story in the Bible, almost similar to Noah's family, where too much alcohol and wine will make you go crazy make you do evil things, make you be demonically controlled, and do illegal things that will get you into trouble. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says regarding drunkenness and drinking too much wine that makes you think irrationally, not logically. Brother Gary.
1: All right. Well, we want you to logically think about giving us a call right now. That number is 1888FORKFAX. That's 888 367-5329. Don't be shy. Grab that phone right now and give us a call. Once again, that number is 1888FORKFAX. We'll be right back with more of contending for the faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is 1 888 F O R K F A X. Or if you prefer all numbers, it's 1 888 367 So don't be shy. Grab the phone. Give us a call. We want to hear from you. If you have questions or comments for us tonight, if you need prayer, we always say prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. We have a God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think. So why not bring your problems to him? Scripture says cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. So we want to encourage you. Uh, if you need prayer don 't hesitate to call once again that number is one eight 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 f o r k f a x and speaking of prayer we would love to start by thanking everyone who has been praying for contending for the faith uh, We need your prayers we need those prayers and uh, especially during times like these um, We also want to thank those who have uh, stepped up to the plate to partner with us financially over the last week um, Jackie, Jim, and Kim, Sandra, C.R., Charles, uh, William, and Bruce. It does cost 400 a week for us to stay on the air. And if we don't keep up with this cost, we will be forced to go off the air. And right now, we owe $248 from last week's program, and plus tonight's $400 will be, be a grand total of $648 that we Will need to be current this week, so we need your help. We need your help. We don't want to just be lagging behind or just on the ragged edge of everything. We want we want to be at a point where we have reserve and that uh, we can move forward with confidence. So we need your help. If you are blessed by this ministry and Doctor Buckner's teaching, we want to uh, just consider uh, partnering with us financially. If this, if this ministry means anything to you and you've been listening for a long time, maybe it's time to do more than just listen. It's time to pray and it's time to partner with us financially. There's two ways in which you can donate. Number one, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553. Tiburon, California, nine four nine two zero. second way is so much simpler, so much easier. Just go on your computer, your laptop, your smartphone, and go to, go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org, and click on the donate button. It's that simple. You know, summertime is here and we understand people need a chance to get away and take a vacation, get a get a refreshing moment with family and friends, and that's all wonderful. But don't take a vacation from your giving, because if you do, ministries like ours may not be here when you return. It's so vital that you pray for us. It's so vital that you partner with us financially to keep this ministry going. Dr. Buckner.
2: Thank you, Brother Curry. I appreciate those uh, encouraging, challenging words, and it's so true. You know, we uh, are called by God to do this ministry. And uh, Gary comes every Saturday from Sacramento, California, which is about a two-hour and sometimes longer drive because of the traffic. And then I come from Tiburon, which is about an hour and a half, and sometimes that can be longer, And because we are committed to the calling of contending for the faith. But we cannot do this ministry without the support and prayers of you. And so uh, we need you to step up to the plate uh, tonight and uh, and just uh, call in and be a blessing as well as uh, go to the computer and be a blessing uh, because uh, we don't want this debt to get bigger and then we can't handle it and then we have to let the uh KFAX know that we no longer can do this. And then you turn on the radio and wonder what happened with contending for the faith. So we don't want that to happen. So we pray that God will touch your heart. We know everybody's busy, got a lot of things on their plate to do. Uh, but, uh, you know, God loves a cheerful giver. It's more blessed to give than receive. So let the Lord touch you tonight and step up to the plate and be a blessing. Well, Brother Gary, let's go to our callers. All right. I'm going to go to CC on line one. CC, how you doing?
3: All right.
4: How you guys doing?
2: Uh, we're truly blessed. And uh, how are you doing?
4: I'm hanging in there, man. I'm hanging in there.
2: Well, that's good. You keep, keep hanging and uh, let uh, God hold on to you. A lot of people say, I'm holding on to God. Well, our grip can uh, sometimes get shaken, but uh, his grip is much stronger, so we... Always want to say, we're going to let God hold on to us. That's a much better way to put it. Uh, so uh, we trust that you got encouraged by the word tonight.
4: Yes, I did.
2: All right. What stood out to you? What, what ministered to you in a, in a short sentence?
4: The alcohol. You mentioned alcohol. And, you know, I've, I've seen that destroy so many people's lives. And, you know, I had somebody I know who had to ride with a, a breath. A thing on their car where they could, you know, blow, blow their breath in there. You blow their mouth on the through the thing to make sure they didn't have any alcohol in them after they a DUI. So I, so I saw I've seen alcohol cause a lot of problems and a lot of people I know that are, you know, just still really young. They're destroyed by alcohol. A lot of my people that I know and I've seen, like you said, I've seen with so many people' lives destroyed and people have done a lot of uh, things in their altered state of consciousness of alcohol. And, you know, so it's so many different factors. So I appreciate you laid that out. And then how you laid it out in Scripture, you know, how did you know uh, as an example? And um, I just rep- I just appreciate your labor and the time you spend with God. And I know this program is reaching many.
2: Well, thank you so much. Yeah, because... You're not in your state state of mind. And, you know, there's a lot of things that try to get us out of our state of mind when we are sober. <laughs> and the last thing we need to do is be messing with stuff that's going to put us in another state of mind. And that really opens up Pandora's box for Satan to really penetrate. And so my thing on this whole thing about alcohol, uh, the Bible says if you sow uh, to the flesh, you will reap. But if you sow to the Spirit, you'll reap. So that's why the Apostle Paul says, uh, be, uh, you know, drunk on the Spirit. You know, it's much better to go that route than the other, because you will uh, experience uh, some severe consequences. So what's on your heart tonight, my brother? What's, do you have a question? Yes, I want to
4: ask you First uh, Corinthians chapter 12.
2: Okay, First Corinthians 12, and what's your verse? It's
4: uh, verse 28.
2: Alrighty, and uh, why don't you read that for those who may not have their Bible?
4: No problem. It says, And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, government, diversities of tongues.
2: Well, that's a very good uh, verse of scripture where the Apostle Paul is under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, is listing a lot of different gifts uh, that's in the church today. And I would say that all of these gifts are in operation uh, in the church today, except for the office of an apostle and and prophet. Now, what I mean by that is this, that uh, the requirements of a Prophet and an an apostle, especially an apostle, that they had to be someone who had literally seen the Lord, so we have a lot of people calling themselves the Apostolic Church and apostles church, and you know uh, there 's no apostles as far as the office, but there's the apostolic gift of one who is can be a missionary uh, that 's what it 's referring to, and then the uh, there's not the office of an actual prophet, but there is the prophetic gift that the Apostle Paul is uh, talking about uh, in uh, First Corinthians chapter twelve. So, the prophetic gift of prophecy is where you're giving the word every Sunday to the congregation. Now, he does say that um, that he has set some in the church. Now this is very important for us to come to grips with that the church is something God established not man that's why Jesus said in Matthew 16 upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail some people say well I don't need the church I can worship God at home well if you really love the Lord like you say you do you need to be obedient to what the Lord says the Lord uh, says through the right of Hebrews, don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And Jesus said, well, two or three are gathered together in my name. I'm in the midst. And Jesus established the church, not man. And he set these leaders in the church for the purpose of teaching. People say, well, I can be at home listening to a, a TV evangelist. No, you you can. But that you better not just focus on that alone because God has set these people in the church to teach you, and you need to be in the church to learn now um the uh, another reason why we know that the uh the office of an apostle and prophet has ceased because if you compare this verse of scripture to ephesians two and twenty it talks about and are built upon the um the apostles and the prophets uh so uh, the foundation of the apostles and the prophets now are built, and that word in Ephesians 2 and 20 is past tense. And it's, so we've been built upon the apostles and the prophets, and you don't rebuild uh, up earth what there's already laid down because you mess up the foundation has already been laid so uh, that's very important for us to understand. Now, these other ones where it talks about, thirdly, teaching teachers after miracles and gifts of healings, helps and governments, and diversity of tongues, those are still operations in the church, and it must be done decently and in order because um, the issue of uh, miracles is not the normative uh, because when the apostles were alive, it was the normative. They were doing it all the time. And I tell a lot of these word faith teachers, they say, uh, I got the gift of healing. I got the gift of healing people. I said, well, if you really have the gift of healing people, then go to the convalescent homes and clear them out. Go to the hospitals and clear these places out. If you really have a gift, don't just go into your congregation and have these people faking it. We call it fake news. These are fake things going on. And some... In some churches, some of it is genuine, I believe, but if it's led by the Spirit of God. So the Bible says, test all things and hold fast to that which is good. So these other gifts, miracles, healings, helps, governments, diversity of tongue, must be done uh, in the spirit of uh, uh, testing as well as, uh, you know, interpretation with tongues in the church and uh, healings and all of that other stuff, all of it has to be tested You have to and the gift of helps is a tremendous gift because it 's something that people uh, you know many people have that gift. My mother have that gift, and they do so many uh, little things in the church, but big things in the church uh, in terms of helps and helping around with the yard, helping in the church, helping with the food, helping with you know ministry and uh all sorts of things. So this is a tremendous uh, verse of Scripture, and I just kind of like giving you a Reader's Digest condensation of it. Hopefully it's giving you a little uh, additional insight, but I wanted to kind of focus more on the prophets and the apostles and prophets just to kind of give you a deeper insight on that.
4: I really appreciate it. You gave a lot of uh information and I've I've heard of those things and what you said to you know, as we spoke you know, like people still say they are apostles and they have the apostolic ministry and I've heard of that and I had had friends of mine that was you know, young adults who were in those churches and I told them, told them I basically told them, Get out of there.
2: But you're telling That's them fine. you're telling them right to get out of there because it's not based upon scripture. Well let's get yeah. your prayer and uh we're gonna uh, go to a break and get right back to Rick. And we have another caller as well. What's on your heart as far prayer requests?
4: Again, if you could just pray for my mother, Rosa and Linda, and um, pray for my family as well as I have somebody in my family who who has an uh, alcohol addiction. They're very young, so I want to pray for them to be delivered. And also, um, if you guys can just just pray for me, however you guys feel led to pray. I want to lift up the uh, seats. Singer Stevie Wonder, um, he's going to have a uh, kidney transplant. I just want to pray that goes all well, and that I can reach him. And I want also lift up the rapper Eminem because he made a re- he made a remark about that Puff Daddy, the rapper, set Tupac up and had him killed. And so Puff Daddy said he's going to handle that. So I just want to pray that that nothing won't won't happen between that. You know, and that's not going to
2: solve anything. All righty, well appreciate the prayer requests. All right, Brother Gary. So all
1: right. Lord, we just, once again, we lift up uh, Brother C.C. We pray that you would continue to bless him and strengthen him, continue to encourage him. We lift up his mother, Rosalinda. We pray for his family member, specifically that one that um, has an alcohol problem, Lord God, that you would set him free from that situation, Lord God. We pray for uh, Stevie Wonder and his operation that's coming up. We pray for the situation with Puff Daddy and Eminem that it would not escalate. But, Lord God, that you would bring peace to these situations, Lord God. And we just pray, Lord God, that you continue to uh, move on CeCe's life, continue to bless him, continue to use him. We pray that you establish him in a good, biblically-based church where he can um, share all this information that he gets every week and be a blessing there.
2: We thank you and praise and give you glory in Jesus' name. amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. And thank you, CeCe, for your call and your questions as well. Thank you. All right, Brother Gary. All
1: right. Well, I hear this, the theme music, so it's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number again is one eight 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 F forkfax That's one 367 Don't be shy. Give us a call. We still have about 15 to 12 minutes left in the broadcast when we come back to entertain your questions or comments. Again, if you need prayer, we want to pray with you. That number again is one eight eight 888 forkfax We'll be right back with more Contending for the Faith. All right. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the calls, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 Don't be shy. Grab that phone. Give us a call. We still have a little bit of time left in the broadcast. It's not too late. So if you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. And once again, we want to encourage you to continue to pray for this ministry pray for contending for the faith. I know many of you have been faithful listeners since the beginning and have been praying consistently. And we just thank you so much for your effort, for your patience, for your consistency in this area. It's vital for us to continue in order to do what we need to do. uh, We need your prayers. That's just no question about that. But also in order to do what we need to do, we need your financial support as well. Many of you, if you've been listening for a long time, if this ministry has blessed you, if you have been touched by Dr. Buckner's teachings and what you've heard on these broadcasts over the years, but you've never, you've never partnered with us financially. Now's the time to do it. You know we're facing a six hundred forty-eight dollar deficit, and we need to clear that up, and we need to get in the in the black and stay in the black, and we need your help in order to do that it is so important because i know people go on vacation during the summer as we mentioned earlier but don't go on a vacation from your prayers don't go on vacation from your giving otherwise you're going to return from vacation and find out that we might be on a permanent vacation <laughs> <laughs> you know and that's not a good thing uh so we want to encourage you tonight pray for us we want to encourage you tonight If God has blessed you to be able to give above your tithes and offerings, consider partnering with us here at Contending for the Faith. There's two ways you can donate. Number one, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith. Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Second way is so much easier. Just go on online, get on your smartphone, your tablet, your computer. Go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org. Click on the donate button, and it's that simple. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. You'll keep this uh, ministry going forward. And so we want to encourage you, and also we want to thank those who have been
2: so faithful in their prayers. And then they're giving, Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary, for those in, uh, challenging and encouraging words. And let's get back to our callers. All right. So we are going to Brother Rick. He's been patiently waiting. How are you doing, Brother Rick?
3: I am blessed. How about yourself?
2: Oh, we are truly blessed. And how is your health holding up?
3: Well, we're just hanging in there. Give, keep me, continue to keep me in prayer around my sleep especially.
2: Mm-hmm. We okay. surely will do that. Surely we'll do that. And uh, you have something on your heart tonight? A question?
3: I got. I got a question. Uh, we 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 were discussing it with something a while back, and um, we 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 know that there's a lot of controversy around uh, evolution and creation. And one of the theological things, if I if I heard it correctly, is that the Earth is held on a string. Can mm-hmm. you explain
2: that? Yeah, that's a good uh, question. There uh, that. Uh, some theologians have said and uh but uh it's really uh not so much phrase that uh, the universe is hang, hung up on a string. The expression is the uh, is there any passage in the Bible that talks about uh the universe hanging uh on, upon nothing and uh let 's uh encourage everybody at this point uh and for those who are familiar with their bibles. Uh, Can you turn in your Bibles to Job 26? So everybody, turn in your Bibles right now to Job 26. And this is where this verse of Scripture is found. And this is quite an interesting one here. Job chapter 26. And then I want to call your attention to uh, verse 7. And it says in Job 26 and verse 7, he stretches out the north over the empty place and hangeth the earth upon nothing. Isn't that interesting? Hangeth the earth upon nothing. Very few Christians have ever heard it put that way. And what does that mean, that he hangeth it upon nothing? It's in the Hebrew it's ex which means that God created the universe from nothing. He was the one who stepped out on nothing, grabbed a handful of nothing— through nothingness, nowhere, and it became a universe. And so this is what it's saying, hangeth the universe or the earth upon nothing, because he created it from nothing, and uh, because God just spoke, and uh, that's uh, what happened here. Uh, God is the first uncaused cause of everything. That's pretty interesting. The first uncaused cause of everything, because he brought everything into existence and nothing caused him. He caused everything else. And so uh, when it says he stretches out the north over the empty place, it's talking about him being the creator. But the creator, in the latter part of this verse, created everything out of nothing. So extenilo, which is he hangeth the earth upon nothing. That's a beautiful that's a beautiful verse of Scripture, and um, feed on that, and uh, be blessed by that. So did you get that verse of Scripture, Brother Rick?
3: 26-7, and I, I've I've always heard of ex nihilo, and and, and that's that's the thing that, uh, you know, I mean, when we talk about creation as being ex nihilo, somebody had to be the cause of everything.
2: Absolutely. Well, thank and, you— Yeah. Thank you so much for your call, and your question is a very good uh, question. Hopefully I've been able to help you out with that verse of Scripture, and never forget it. It's uh, Job 26 and verse 7. Hangeth the earth upon nothing. Amen. All right. Uh, And uh, you have any quick prayer requests, and then we're going to get to our next call, or anything on your heart we can pray for you regarding?
3: Pray pray, Pray for my family, my health, and then I get the rest that I need.
2: All righty, let's do that, uh, Brother Gary. All right, Lord, we just
1: thank you for Brother Rick. We pray, Lord God, for his rest and sleep, Lord God, that you bless him to be able to get that rest and get that sleep, Lord God, so he can be refreshed and stay healthy. We pray, Lord God, that you would continue to bless his family as well, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you push, put a hedge around Brother Rick, that he would always get the proper care, the proper sleep, the proper food, nourishment, exercise, and therapy he needs, Lord God. And that you would keep him encouraged, Lord God. That you continue to fill him with joy, Lord God, and continue to bless his every waking moment of his day. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Thank you, Thank you brother much. Rick. God bless you. All right. You. All right. So we got. Uh, we're going to go quickly to uh, Sophia.
2: Sophia, how are you doing this evening?
5: Oh, hello. It's so good to talk to you. I, I explained to the gentleman I had to go back east for a family. My husband's uh, uncle passed away but um so it's good to be back. Well
2: you know, it's good to, it's good to have you back. We miss you.
5: Well, you know, I miss you so much. I will look forward to this so much. And I I was going to talk about alcohol because I have a lot of um, uh, situations I could uh, tell. But because we've kind of discussed it and we all know we could all have stories of uh, you know terrible things that have happened on alcohol. But this this is confusing to me. Um Dr. Bucknell, it says, in Isaiah 32, 9, you women who are so complacent, rise up and listen to me. You daughters who feel secure, hear what I have to say. Now, and then it goes on to say uh, at 11, uh, and, and I was thinking of alcohol, but I don't know if this is what it means, but it says, um, uh, where, uh, mourn for the houses of merriment and for the city of revelry. The fortress will be abandoned, and the noisy city deserted. Now, why are why are women being addressed specifically? And are they when they say the houses of merriment and revelry? Isn't that like well, not alcohol, but you know, I mean, what you women who are so complacent? I don't know who, what women or are, are is he talking about? Prostitutes or it says tremble, you complacent to women. Shudder your daughters who feel secure, strip off your clothes, put sackcloth around your waist, beat your breast for the pleasant fields. But um, what, what what you're
2: dealing with, you're dealing with is that the prophet uh, Isaiah is warning the women of Judah, because these are women of Judah, and he's warning them against the complacency. You see, complacency is one of the big sins today. Uh and there's a lot of people that's not going to even make it into the kingdom of heaven because they always put off. They always put off and they always complain Uh and they never uh, is faithful to doing what God called them to do. They always got an excuse and always putting things off when they should be obedient and doing it. So the prophet Isaiah is warning the women of Judah against complacency and uh we see that and also in you compare Isaiah chapter three uh, verses sixteen through chapter four and verse one. Uh, God eventually blesses is, uh, eventually blessings is on the nation uh because they got beyond the complacency and started depending on doing what God told them to do, so he's really challenging the women there uh to. Uh, Stop being complacent, and a lot of times they were just depending upon uh, the men to do everything, and they needed to just step up to the plate and start doing some things on their own. See, a lot of times we can can depend upon men doing everything and then just uh, not doing nothing ourselves, and God is saying, no, you need to step up to the plate, too, because you got a calling in your life uh, to minister as well.
5: Wow, I really have never seen that in the Bible. Or, uh, I, I love that because you're talking about your mother and uh, such strong women. Uh, you know, his, his store, historically, I can't say that word, but um, and I, 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 I really, really like that because a lot of women. I know a woman. I had lunch with her on the East Coast when I was there, and she says, "Well, you know, my husband, my husband deals with that. My husband deals with that." And I'm thinking, "Well, wait a minute, what?" What do you do even on a daily basis to, to, uh, for the, 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 the god 's work, even if it 's encouragement whatever and, and, and so I've, I really was thrilled when I saw this in the Bible because i I never saw i didn 't know women were addressed in the Bible that way
2: yeah, and, this is a real challenge to the women about wow. again that word complacency, and I did a teaching on this and list about. Uh, 10 things about complacency and how it can uh, neutralize us and sterilize us. You know, the next best thing to a damned soul is a Christian who has been so neutralized by the devil that they are incapable of producing anything spiritually. So if the devil can't have your soul, the next thing he goes for is the neutralization and sterilization of your life so that you'll become complacent. And God is rebuking these women. And uh, you think about women throughout the Bible who had great impact, you know, Esther, uh, Esther, Esther and Esther. you know, and uh, so many others and mm-hmm. uh, that you can go through the Bible and they were just people that stepped forward and did what God called them to do, Hannah, and then many others. And, mm-hmm. uh, the you know, uh, we think about uh, uh, Mary Magdalene and Deborah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we think about all these different women, and they were involved with ministry. They were not in, uh, falling into the trap of complacency, and women got a work to do. Even, the, even if they're not out doing it, they got a work to do at home. They got a work to do uh, with the children. There's always something for women to do, but here, it's a lesson to all women that God don't want you to sit back and wait on men to do everything and wait on people to do everything. God has a calling on your life to be busy and Jesus said when he was uh, 12 years of age I must be about my father's business and that must be a mm-hmm. calling to all of us especially you go back to Proverbs 31 and the the,
1: the that's a Uh, an indictment to women that this is what you should be
2: Mm -hmm. that's the premier example of uh, what god expects in a woman is proverbs 31 a virtuous woman so when you look at all those qualities you you get the word where she's mentioning if you do a study of proverbs 31 you'll see over and over how many times just count how many times it mentions how she worked with her hands just, just do a underline the word hands, and she's working to death with her hands mm-hmm. for the kingdom of God, and so must we all too.
5: Wow, well, I am so grateful. Thank you for that because I, my, my head was exploding. I thought, yes, you know, I really like this because you know, and it it, 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 you know, maybe he's talking to all of us, but by specifically women, you know, kind of thing, uh, and and you know, Dr. Buckner, what you said. I think it, uh, complacency is so horrifying because people don't re- they say they don't think of it as a sin, but actually it is.
2: It is a sin, and it's and it's a subtle sin. Yes, it's a, it's, a, it's a sin that creeps upon you and you don't even know that it's there, and yet it's there. And that's why we got to repent of that spirit of complacency and surrender. Our lives to the Lord, see when we serve Jesus, he we need to serve Him as Lord, and I really do believe that in Matthew chapter seven, it did know it says, A many in that day will say, "Lord, Lord, did I not do this in your name and do that in your name, and He will profess to them he never knew him because they didn't do the will see it's not enough to just say, Call him Lord, you better be following the lord's will (laughs) you know so if you're gonna if you're gonna call him lord don't just have it on your lips have it in in his will because he said many will not enter in because they didn't do the will of the father and these are people that claim to be christians they say lord lord did we not do this in your name and that well i will profess to them i never knew you because you did not do my will we got to be about our father's business. Jesus got busy at 12 years of age, and so must we. Well, thank you so much for your call, and uh, we appreciate the good question that you have, and God bless you, and we'll continue to be in prayer for you and your husband and your family.
5: Thank you, Dr. Buckler. God bless you, too.
2: God bless you, too. All right, Brother Gary, mm-hmm. you want to say a few words on this and bring it home? Well, yeah, you know, it's it's been said that, that
1: all the evil needs to be able to succeed is for good men and women to do nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And we see that all around us, complacency. There's there's so much going on that, you know, you have to ask yourself, how did we get to this point in time where we have permitted such uh, atrocities happening right here in this country?
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Uh, all right. Well, we will have to pick that thought up at another time. We've and come to not, not be
2: complacent regarding uh, getting out of here. You're right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Drop us a note. Let us know how the program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553. Tiburon, California, 94920. Uh, Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency,
0: knew all the government's.